tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. It's Johnny B Show, Hour 2. Congrats to the Tampa Bay Rays. Opening day today, they won against the Baltimore Orioles. The score was 2-1. to one. Woo! Very good. Drew, I understand you are a huge, huge Tampa Bay Rays fan. Well, look, baseball lost me many, many years ago. I try to support the local teams whenever possible. Uh, the Rays, my opinion, have not done a man, uh, magnificent job when it comes to connecting with the community, when it comes to player-wise, ownership-wise, marketing-wise. But I always believe in supporting the hometown teams. Um, the Rays just don't make it as easy as necessarily they could. But it was nice to see an announced sellout in the Trop today. Yes, I. Uh, <laughs> it was uh, my understanding is that it was the uh, bottom bowl there that was a sellout. But uh, I mean, how do you announce a sellout when you had to close the entire upper level? I mean, I'm not, you know I'm not making fun. It's tough to draw a crowd on a Friday afternoon for a baseball game, but like it, you're looking at an entirely empty upper bowl and you're calling that a sellout. I I don't know how that works. So I will I will say this. I've been to a few games. Uh, was it last year? I don't even know if we were allowed to attend last year. But they do tend to close off those sections anyways. And But I've been to games many years ago. Opening day was one of those ones that was a sellout oh, yeah. no matter what. The whole stadium was packed. And I don't know what they're doing with the uh, upper deck seating there, I'm not sure you know if, there, if there's construction happening or, or what it is, or they just accepted defeat. But it seems like you could kind of just peel those tarps off those seats and, right. and sell them. I mean, it could be one of those things where they're not able to find enough staff to you know work the uh, the yeah. uh, upper booths up there. You know, it would, like it would cost them more money to do that than it would for them to open up the upper upper level. Right. Right, Oof. that's what I'm thinking. It's uh, dark days, certainly ahead. But the uh, the Rays did did pull it off today. Yep. I'm rooting hard for them, and they are, you know, I, in their defense, they just signed Wander Franco, who's their uh, hot yeah. shot, you know, shortstop to a long term deal. He's going to be the face of the Rays for a very long time. Uh, Manuel Margot signed a two year deal for 18 million, so it's a little different. I think this is the highest payroll that the Rays have ever had in their whole team's existence. And I think they're still at 24th <laughs> as far man. as talent. But they got a lot of, man, they just do such a good job with drafting and, yeah. and uh, d- developing guys in the minors. So they're, they're a threat this year. I don't think anybody's going to come close to the Dodgers, but, uh, you know, we'll see what happens. Their business model is so intriguing to me. They do so much with so little. Um, and I don't know that they get the credit that they deserve for overachieving uh, every single year like that with the budget that they've had. Now, this year, obviously, a little bit higher. Therefore, expectations might be. Uh, but it's a, it's an impressive team. It is. You know, I was I learn a lot from uh, just like podcasts and stuff is generally yeah. where I get my knowledge from. And there's this kid, uh, Josh Lowe, who just got called up. Uh, Austin Meadows was an outfielder here. He got yep. traded to the Tigers. And uh, this kid's supposed to be, you know, a perennial all-star, maybe. So Awesome. You know, I, I'm i keeping my fingers crossed. I would love to see him win a World Series before they move to Montreal. That would, that be, would nice. be nice. 
Yeah, we'll see. And the uh, Lightning are playing tonight, too. It's yep. uh, tied one-to-one. Knotted up at one, 14 minutes, 33 seconds left in the third period. Very tough Bruins team uh, tonight uh, with, with your Tampa Bay Lightning at home. Now, they've been – we were kind of talking about it off air a little bit. They've really – I, I wouldn't call it laying down because I'm sure they're trying to win every game they possibly can. But they had a lot of, and I and I wonder if it has to do with them winning, you know, two Stanley Cups in a row. That they're very familiar with the process of what the end of the season looks like and how to turn it on when the postseason uh, comes on. And you know, they're not in the playoffs yet, but they're all but in. I mean, it would have to be a legendary fall off where they don't make the playoffs. Uh, also, they made a lot of moves. At the yep. just before the uh, the trade deadline there, and uh, you know you got to worry about chemistry. You do, and I think this is this has the look of a team that knows that they can turn on that switch once a playoffs start and and take on any team in the league. Like you said, back to back champions. Uh, eventually, you're gonna know that the regular season is pretty much meaningless. So you know maybe you uh, maybe you short time it a little bit, maybe you half ass it a little bit, and I think. We've seen that result in a couple of games. But like you said, the chemistry issue, some of those guys that we got rid of uh, were key guys for us in our Stanley Cup playoff run. But I have full faith that with this roster the way that it is and uh, Coach John Cooper being who he is, uh, I think this team is poised to make another run. And how exciting is that? Uh, it's Yeah, it's great. I mean, three Stanley Cups. I mean, oh, I'm pretty sure you're in dynasty status at that sure. point. Um, and very few teams have done that. There have been a lot, but it's it's been in like 1916. Right when, when it did happen, and I think uh, maybe the Oilers or the or the Rangers did it too in like the '90s or something like that, or late '80s. But I mean, it's a feat that not many teams are able to accomplish. It's very hard to win a championship in any you know any sport. Yeah, to go back to back to back in today's NHL, man, huge for sure. Uh, is it too early to talk Buccaneers? You know, I don't John, think so. Johnny and I talk a lot of Buccaneers. Johnny's a super fan. I'm just yep. right behind him. I would say. And uh, DraftKings Sportsbook came out with their over-under win total for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Mm-hmm. It's pretty impressive, I got to say. They got them at 11.5 for the season. That sounds about right. That is, uh, that's one and a half games lower than the Buccaneers had in 2021, but they have a really tough schedule. Super tough. They got a lot of games that they're going to have to uh, you know, scrap it out. Although, I think they're still the favorites in the NFC. I can't think of a team... You know, you you say Green Bay maybe, and let's see what they do at the draft. Maybe they pull out some sort of trade, but Devontae Adams isn't there. He doesn't have anybody. Mm-hmm. Aaron Rodgers has nobody to throw to. Yep. Uh, so, I, you know, I don't know who in the NFC is, is really up there, aside from, of course, the Super Bowl champion Los Angeles Rams and the Green Bay Packers. Uh, but, you know, it's a long season, and it's it's hard to stay healthy and, and you know, play to your ability for that full season. It's going to be very interesting to see how Todd Bowles handles the head coaching duties this time around. He's got a much better team than he had up in New York when he was the head coach up there. Um, obviously, Brady calls the shots there, and, and that's why he had Bruce Arians pushed out, in my opinion. Uh, but uh, but I am anxious to see how Leftwich does with Brady and how Bowles does with this team. You know, that I was going to ask you what, what you thought about those reports where yeah. he was going to come back if, you know, these certain qualifications were met and the Buccaneers went, yep, whatever you need. Uh, now, I don't know if I buy, you know, that whole thing. I, I don't know. I don't know. It's hard to tell because it seemed like that Bruce Arians was the head coach of this football team, although they did have the owners meeting and the, uh, the combine. And uh, from reports, he wasn't as active as he usually is during those things with interviews. 
So maybe it was one of those things where he was planning to kind of step aside. He seems like one of these selfless, you know, guys to a certain extent where he wants to set up. And I think his legacy in the long run is uh, diversity. And he wants to make sure that he brings uh, people of color into the league and have them succeed. As you brought up, Todd Bowles took over a terrible Jets team and uh, didn't do very well there. Mm-mm. There's certainly no excuses for Todd Bowles not to succeed here in Tampa Bay. And uh, he doesn't have to worry about the offense, really, because you're right. He's handing it off to Tom Brady and Byron Leftwich and saying, go nuts. You know, and the downside of believing the Tom Brady conspiracy that he had something to do with the early ouster of uh, Bruce Arians is that it does diminish from the legacy of diversity uh, that Bruce Arians wanted to leave behind. And so I, I don't want to believe that Tom Brady had anything to do with it. I suspect that he did, uh, and and, and we'll, I don't think we'll ever really know. But at the end of the day, uh, Bruce Arians' record when it comes to promoting uh, women and minorities is exceptional. And for him to help the Buccaneers uh, have only the third current black head coach in the NFL, uh, that's a pretty huge move no matter what was behind it. Yeah. There was now. I'm sure you're aware of the of the rumors as well that Tom Brady was allegedly, potentially, maybe <laughs> going to head take down to Miami, yeah. go down to Miami, and and become a, a an owner. Right now, Mike Florio, the NFL's top guy, which mm. I don't know if you could call him that nope. anymore with how he's bungled this Tom Brady <laughs> stuff. Uh, but he claims in a new report that when he retired on February 1st, that his first move was coming into focus. It said that per multiple sources. Who that is, I don't know. That's what they do in reporting now. Oh, they yeah. just say multiple sources. Uh, Brady eventually would have been introduced as a minority owner of the Dolphins, and the announcement would have been made as soon as the following week, which was the week that preceded the Super Bowl. Uh, when they reported that on February 28th, the Dolphins planned to pursue a Sean Payton-Tom Brady package deal. The Dolphins privately acknowledged that they had contacted the Saints about the possibility of hiring Sean Payton, and as to Brady... The Dolphins privately acknowledged that they had been uh, discussions about Brady becoming a minority owner of the team and also the quarterback of that team. So he's going to be the owner-quarterback combo. <laughs> that's that's a very rare combo in today's NFL. That's a that's a lot of work for a guy. Well, I don't know. Is it? Do you have to do anything as an owner? It seems like you just kind of write checks and show up. Yeah, but Brady's such a hands-on guy. He's got to have uh, he's got to have a lot of say in any moves that he makes and. Um, I just think it's just so unbelievably special that we have that guy back for another year doing things that an NFL player of his age has, has never done before. I was embarrassed, Drew, by how emotional I got yeah, over I Tom it. Brady coming back. I I really I kind of teared up a little bit. I think the last time I cried was when my bubby died. Yep. And that was almost 10 years ago now. And I got I didn't cry, but I got a little misty a little bit. And it was so out of the blue. I mean, you just didn't expect it. And Mm-mm. I got the news from, from my father, actually. Oh, wow. Tim is not a sports fan. He's gotcha. a very casual kind of, you know, uh, guy. He's also a boomer. And he, uh, you know, will sometimes read memes and go, oh, that's what's happening now. <laughs> so I got, I got a text from him that, hey, Brady's coming back. And I went, no, he's not. Right. That's insane. You saw a meme on Facebook. And, no, <laughs> that's not true. And then I opened up Twitter. Sure enough. The first article I see from Fox is that Tom Brady was returning. Unreal. And it, I may have had a few drinks that day, too, so I might have been a little extra emotional. But oh, yeah. it hit me like a ton of bricks. I was embarrassed. It, I felt like um, like the girl that you love has decided to come back to you. It was yeah. a, a similar feeling, not a one-for-one, one, 
but a very similar feeling, and I'm so psyched to have them too. It's it's amazing. Well, I'm sorry about your booby. Uh, that's a rough one. I don't have any grandparents left myself, uh, and uh, I was a Tom Brady fan when I, when he was with New England. I grew up a Patriots fan, and when the rumors started flying about him coming down here. It was so difficult for me to believe because it was like a pipe dream. It was like, don't tease me with this. So when it finally happened, it it still doesn't even feel real. Like, I'll see him out there in the, the pewter and, and still go, is this even real that we have Thomas freaking Brady? And it is. It is. I can't believe it either. That, that was so, even when that happened initially, that was so unexpected and then Gronk decided to come here, mm-hmm. and then Leonard Ford, and I was just like, "We're we're going to win a Super Bowl." I just knew it. And then the season didn't really start off, you know, mm-hmm. that great. And you were seven and like, five, right? You're going like, "All right, well, we got we got two <laughs> years. That's all right. We'll be yep. all right." And you know, they won it that first year, and man, they could have went back to back so easy. If just Easily. a few things went differently, if Sean Bunting didn't slip on that play, yeah, you know who knows if, if Todd Bowles didn't call that, uh, oh. you know that we just left the whole top of the field open like that. Oh. With, uh, Cooper Cup, that's Nadamakan Sue just gets his hand just yeah. three inches closer to Matthew yeah. Stafford's face. Yeah, there were so many oh. things, and God bless the Bengals. You know, terrific franchise. Oh, yeah. I love, I love their quarterback. Yep, but. I mean, you just got to think if they were if they were able to sneak past oh, man. the Rams that they would have taken home that second trophy. No question. And then we'd be looking at a, at a three-peat for the Buccaneers as well as the Bolts. Oh, oh man. Well, I don't know. Like, if he won the second one, you know, would maybe he, he would have walked yeah. away. But I don't know because th- with this report, I think that's probably true that he was going to become some sort of minority owner. I know he's building a house down there. He's got, uh, you know, I'm sure... You know, they all wanted to. Michael Jordan's a part owner. You know, that's just what you do when you become a legendary player like that. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised about that. With the report of him becoming quarterback of the Dolphins, though, yeah, that seems like because he kind of just glosses over like, oh, they would have, uh, you know, obtained his rights. Uh, the <laughs> Dolphins would have, and you know, that's easier said than done. I think though that if Tom went to the Glazers and said, "Hey, man." You know, I got you a Super Bowl. It's, yep. it's been a great time here in Tampa, but I would like to finish my career as a minority owner and quarterback of this franchise. They probably would have said, thank you for your service, sure. Tom. You're welcome back anytime, and uh, goodbye. Just like when he went to him and said, you know, I'd love to come back, but this Bruce Arians, he is a huge pain in my ass. What can we, <laughs> what can we do about this, Mr. Glazer? You know, I had heard reports, and I think it was on, uh, it was on um, Rick Stroud's podcast. He's yeah. a writer for the Times, and Rick, according to Rick Stroud, you know, Bruce was kind of taken aback by by those. He was really angered by those reports because he claims that him and Tom had a you know nothing but great relationship. Mm. But could it have been one of those things where? Bruce didn't know yeah. that they had a bad relation. According to him, it was great. But sure. maybe behind closed doors, you know, when him and Byron are talking, you know, they're calling this guy a son of a bitch. Yeah. I mean, when when Bruce publicly went at Brady a couple of times that first year, um, you know, Arians might think they're cool, but that kind of stuff, I truly believe, uh, that stuff does not go away with Tom Brady. I think that kind of stuff gets under his skin and kind of uh, kind of stays there for a little bit. And, uh, I mean, you know, I, I – this is all speculation, obviously. We're just chit-chatting here. We know nothing. You would think that having Tom Brady, and I think that that Bruce Arians trusts his coaches. I think he probably trusts Byron Leftwich. 
just you guys take care of the offense. Yep. You do your thing. You know, it was my understanding that Bruce Arians didn't stay and write scripts afterwards. He had Todd Bowles do all that anyways, you know, pretty much the game prep. And he would kind of come over and, and kind of market with what he didn't like and what he did like. Uh, I could see that being an issue if you're kind of working with a, mm-hmm. in a team like that where you're like, okay, well, we spent the time, you know, <laughs> doing this. And you're the professor who kind of comes to come in and grade it and collect a paycheck. Yep. Um, so he wasn't – it seemed like he wasn't even really coaching anyways. Right. That Todd was taking care of the defense. Tom and uh, Byron were taking care of the offense, but then he would kind of make his correction. So I think he did the right thing. I'm happy to still have him here, too, as sure. a as a uh, consultant. I assume he's just going to sit in a suite and drink <laughs> Crown Royal. God bless. It sounds like a hell of a time. Sure does. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I, I'm excited for the season. I, I think we're, we're well, it's a tough, you know, you don't know. But I, I think it's going to go very well for the Buccaneers. Yeah, imagine what it would be like. If Tom Brady does not sign with the uh, with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, like what this team looks like going into training camp, garbage. I, Awful. I, I assume that I go well. Look, this is the penance that we paid, and we got a Super Bowl, and we had Tom Brady, the greatest to ever play the game, play here in Tampa. It's going to be a tough decade, is what yeah. I assume, because they pushed and they're doing it again now, kind of pushing the salary cap, uh, kicking that can. You know, down the road, sure. Uh, but you know, I think it's going to be worth it. I think when you have Tom Brady, you got to go all in, do everything you can. The rough times are going to come, but let's just enjoy this year because it's no going to be fun. It's gonna win be fun. now, like the the 